Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello. Hello. You are listening to the KGFC Festival Talks podcast. I'm your host, Craig Horsley, and we are coming to you from the Kew Gardens Festival of Cinema, and that's running for, th- from August 3rd to August 12th at the UA Midway in Forest Hills. That's Continental Avenue and Queens Boulevard. And also at the Queens Museum, located in Flushing Meadow, Corona Park. That's the home of the 1965 World's Fair and the beautiful, iconic Unisphere. So today, we are talking to Tamara Tamara Rupert. And she has a beautiful uh, play, a beautiful film that's being shown on August 8th at 3.30 p.m. at the UA Midway, and it's called? It's called Path of Dreams, yes, yes. today at 3.30. It's really, uh, I mean, I have to say it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. It's wonderful cinematography. The colors, everything about it is just really fantastic. Um, I don't like to talk about the movie because I don't want to give anything away, so I'd like you to describe the film. So, Path of Dreams is inspired by the legend of Japanese poet and beauty Onono Komachi, who wrote sort of scandalous, sensual poetry back in the Heian period in Kyoto. So, this um, is inspired by one of the legends about her and one of her suitors. Um, they, this suitor, um, wants to be with her, and they wrote. She challenges him to a vow to write poetry with her for 99 nights. And uh, after that, she will take him as her lover. And so this film, we see them at a few different points in time uh, over the 100 days, and we end on the 100th day. Yeah, it's just just beautiful. And and it is in Japanese, but it's wonderfully subtitled. At at the perfect time of the subtitles, because sometimes people subtitle and and you're you're rushing or rewinding, but you did a great job with the with the subtitling. Thank (laughs) you. Yes, and it's a little hard with poetry also. Yes. So. And um, you're originally from Forest Hills, you said. Yes, I'm from Forest Hills. So, Japan. How? how? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I went to college in North Carolina and decided to teach English uh, in Japan. After that, I didn't really want a regular job. I wanted an adventure, and I had to be paid. So I taught English in Niigata, Japan, and um, it changed my life. I, I was there for a little bit over a year and fell in love with the language and the culture. And I had been a theater major in college, and I never could dream that somehow I would be able to marry my love of storytelling and Japan, but I've been able to do it. And so you directed the, directed this, you came up with the story. Yes, and you of. And you have co-writers. Uh, yes, yeah, so I did the, officially we did the story, uh, I did the story with the writer, Valina Hassa-Houston, uh, but I originally learned about the legend when I read uh, Romulus Linney's play, Three Poets. Uh, that's Laura Linney's father. He was a very famous playwright who passed away a few years ago. Um, in the play Three Poets, as I discovered it in graduate school, at the new school, and um, it's three acts, and each act is about a different female playwright in a different point in time at a different place in the world. So act three is called Komachi. So that's how I first read, 
read her story, and that play actually is all in poetry. So it's very, very difficult to direct and dissect. So um, when Lillian and I wanted to do a film together, um, she said, you know, what would you like to write about? And I said, oh, this legend is really cool, but I really would like to sort of have a different way into the story. So we both researched all the different legends about her, read all of her poetry, and you know, found the poems that we both loved and found the legends, the quizzes of the legends that we liked and created this very simple love story. So I think it lends itself well to a short film. It's really beautiful. Um, and any of the writers Japanese? or So Valina Hasse-Houston is half Japanese and half African-American. Um, her mother is from Japan and her father was um, serving uh, when he met her mother. So she uh, was raised in Kansas and um, sort of, you know, has a foot in each culture. So she... Um, has many, many published plays, and she lives in Los Angeles and speaks Japanese. Um, so yeah, she's sort of like me. She has a love for both cultures. Okay. So you're living in LA now. Yes. Um, how long had it been since you were in Japan last before you, this was filmed? So I lived in Japan in 2000 and 2001, and then I was back a few years after that. And then um, I started going back regularly when I was starting to location scout for this film. So it had been about 10 years. Uh, maybe a little bit less, and then I went on three different location scouting trips. We went to Akita Prefecture, which is where Ono Komachi is from, and um, she ended up living and passing away in Kyoto, but we didn't want to shoot there. And then we ended up going to Niigata, which is where I lived in Japan, and that's where we ended up shooting the film. Okay. Uh, it, when you think about the development of Japan, all the, all the, it's amazing that you found a, a spot that's so tran tranquil and, and traditional looking. Yes. It was very challenging because we wanted the, the world of the film is set in a poetic age. So it's not, we wanted the locations to be kind of authentic Heian period, but the language is actually modern Japanese where it should have been our equivalent to Shakespeare. But we wanted the language to be modern and then the costumes are the thing that really show us that we're in this poetic age. The costumes sort of live in their own world. They're a nod to the old and a nod to the modern. Um, so the locations were very, very important to have us feeling like we're in this ancient world of poetry. Um, and we, we really spent so much time looking, and it was so nice because this garden where we ended up shooting served as her house. It served as the entryway to her house. It served as um, part of, of the interior for his house. And then we had to shoot at a, a shrine nearby. And then we did all the, you know, the horse and the stunt stuff right. in the woods and tried not to start a fire. Um, so yeah, it was really fortunate that we were at the garden for most for most of the shoot. And that opening scene uh, where you have the film going through that archway, wow. Right. And we were the first movie to ever shoot there. Well, <laughs> they're gonna be getting a lot more after people are seeing <laughs> I this. I know, it's, it's extraordinary, it really is extraordinary. So now being in LA, you've been inv films involved with films before, or? So my day job has been in television, um, and it took me almost five years to get this film made, uh, to raise all of the money and to do a location scouting trip and assemble the right team. So actually three of the people from my day job uh, came and worked on the film. And um, yeah, I, I worked on this for five years and then we're developing, we have two feature films, Belina and I, two feature films ready to go and then we have a third that we're developing. So yeah, it takes a long time to make these oh films. Yes. We have many, many things going at once. And um, okay, working in LA and now doing this in Japan, what, 
any unexpected challenges doing this in a different country? Oh, well, that was part of the reason I really wanted. We could have shot this in L.A. It would have probably cost about $100,000, though, because the locations in L.A. that are Japanese are so precious, and they want you to pay a lot for that. Um, but I really felt like the heart of the story was in Japan, and it's part of the reason we also had the language in Japanese. But we, one of the feature films that we have coming up, we want to shoot in Japan, so this was sort of a get our feet wet, see how we did, um, you know, on a smaller scale. They don't have unions in Japan, so we shot our last day was a 23-hour day. Our second to last day was a 22-hour day. We shot 75 hours over four days. Um, it was really grueling. That's how they do it there. Right. It's really, you know, lightning speed, last minute. Um, Warner Brothers gave us our props for free, which was amazing. But when we shipped all of the props over, the swords were obviously they're fake, but they look so good they got stopped at customs. Mm. So we had no swords. I showed up in Tokyo, and they're like, all the swords got rejected. So at the last minute, we had to go find swords. <laughs> um, so there are a lot of challenges last minute. Um, it also snowed the morning that we were starting to shoot. And wow. we were, obviously, there's rose, you know, uh, cherry blossom petals everywhere. Yes. So, so it's supposed to be spring. Um, yeah, there was a lot that happened last minute. But, you know, it all comes together. And wh where did you find your actors? Are they from Japan, or did you bring them so over from L.A.? Aidi Kido is from L.A. She was in um, the TV show Girls, one, a couple of episodes when they were in Tokyo. Um, so she speaks English, and but she's um, based in Tokyo. And then our lead actor is actually from New York, but he's of Japanese descent. And he came to the Path of Dream shoot and basically has not come home. He's been working a lot in Tokyo. It's good for him. And they're Japanese speakers, I guess. Yes, they okay. Japanese and English, which was helpful that was great, for me yeah. because... Some of the crew didn't speak English, and some of the crew didn't speak Japanese, so it's good for the few of us. Well, to it's speak also a good because <laughs> uh, sometimes you'll see somebody who's speaking in a different language phonetically, and they yes. know what they're they know what it sounds like that they're speaking. Have no idea what they're saying though. Right, right, right. No, yes, they both speak Japanese. <laughs> that was that's great. Um, so uh, the shoot was four days. You said. Yes. And then how long did it take from the end of the shoot to the finished product? It took about a year because we had to raise um, money for post-production. So, um, yeah, we had to get back and then go through all of our dailies and make a trailer. And then with the trailer, we were able to raise the funds pretty quickly. But then we had to do a lot of color correction and, you know, all the work that goes into post. So now, as you're filming, you're the director. You came up with the story. Uh, your writers I, were probably there on the set with you. She was not. She did not she come wasn't. with us. No. Oh, wow. So she gave you a lot of trust. She does. I mean, I think the fact that I wrote the story, came up with the story with her, she did give me creative license to say, if you need to make any changes, you can. But, of course, we didn't really want to do that too much because we had subtitles and, you know, Japanese language. Uh, we only made one change, I think, while we were on set okay, regarding the script. That's fortunate because you basically are going to another country hoping that everything is going to work. Yes. And then if some kind of a technical or location issue happens... Yes. Yeah, and we, we actually did um, a little tip that I had gotten beforehand, which was really useful, is that because we were shooting on location, you know, we had a boom and lavaliers, but we also were given the tip to just shoot everything indoors. So whenever we had a break or we were setting up for, an, you know, a new shot or setting up the dolly, I would just get the actors in the van or inside our inside the little structure that we had to just record the whole script because you never know, you know, what was going to happen outside. And it turns out we had a very loud owl that we didn't know about until we got home, that he was, he thought he had lines throughout the whole movie. Uh, we knew we had an ambulance often, because apparently we were like, are we near a hospital? I mean, we heard about 10 ambulances a day. Um, and we also had very loud crows. 
So they were hard in post to sort of work around, and those were not things that we really noticed while we were on set. So again, it was good we had some of the coverage for the audio. So uh, something like that, you uh, dubbed the audio over, just for people out there that don't know don't know the technical yes, way I mean, of doing this. Actually, some of the owls are in there, especially when she's looking at the moon. Those owls we, we couldn't get rid of easily. So the ones that we were able to sort of gloss over and use, you know, fully or yeah, bring in some other audio, but. Everything we could easily fix, we did. If it was too hard, we just, all right, Owl, you're in, you're adding to the atmosphere, congratulations, you've got lines. It's funny, I, uh, one of the other people I was talking to, I had seen the fi uh, his film, and there was a Mr. Softy truck that was a number of times, and I asked the question, he says, oh, no, we wanted that in. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so some of the back background sounds are meant to be there, and some, yes. you know, have to be deleted. Yes. <laughs> So now uh, you were saying you this is a film. You said you were working on TV, mm -hmm. and you're in. You've also uh, been in theater. Yes, I started out in theater. Yes. So what's what do you like the best? What do you think is the most challenging? Well, they're all so different. Um, you know, part of the reason I like directing is that you get to have your hand in everything. You know, with the costumes and the musicality of a story and the textures and the acting, I really like it all, which is why I really like being a director. Uh, I think that with theater you sort of tell the audience where to look and I think with film you kind of tell the audience how to look at something um, so they're just very different with theater I'm I really love working with the actors and discovering things together I mean you have six weeks to you know have rehearsals for a two week run of a show right. and you get to fine-tune and tweak and shape and all come to that together and with film you don't get that you don't get the actors until the end so that for me is hard because I really love working with actors um, and I love what they have to add to the story. So it's just, it's a bit of a backwards process, but you know, ultimately it's still storytelling, so. So now th the, uh, the story came from Mr. Linney's. Yes. Um, have you spoken to Laura or? I haven't, you know, I, I mean, she's probably pretty hard to get to. I would love to just let her know that say, hey, your father really inspired me. Um, I don't know how to get to her. I don't want anything from her, but it would be nice to say, here's a copy of the film and I wish I had met you yesterday. I saw her in the theater yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh I went no. to see Boys in the Band, and she was online to I pick up her tickets. I cannot DVD. believe so this. this um, I, I don't know. I know that she's involved in a theater in New York, so maybe at some point I'll. And her send father's her a copy. Um, theater is yes. in the Signature Theater right. named after I mean, him. I guess I could always send her agent a, a Blu-ray, but I would like to just send her a letter and say because I'm yeah. I mean he's. He's really done a lot. I mean, yes. he's not, you know, famous, famous, but I mean, he's really contributed significantly to the world of theater, and yeah, a lot of well, people enough to have him. his name on a theater in the signature. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, that's just I cannot believe that 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 happened. I know. That one day, <laughs> twelve hours too late. I know. Because <laughs> I had seen her in uh, the West End. She did her first West End show uh, in uh, two months ago, and I went and saw it. Oh, so. Nice. Well, maybe you'll see her next, and then you'll have a funny story. I will, to tell her. and and I'll I'll yeah, give me your card, so I'll just I carry will. it around, I just will. in case. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's what's next for you? Tell us. Um, so these movies with Felina, um, I'm looking a little bit into possibly directing television. We'll see, um, but right now, yeah, I'm going full force with finishing the festival circuit with Path of Dreams. Uh, we'll go through this winter. Um, we're going heading to Amsterdam next week, and um, yeah, I've got two, these two features ready to go. But the one we're writing now might end up being the one that we do first. We'll see. But and you've done other festivals. Yes. Uh, um, with 
you grew up in Forest Hills, so you're familiar with the Midway? Or? Yes, it's where I used to go in high school with my friends, of course. It's my hometown theater. It's awesome. Um, now it's a multiplex, yes. so it's not the... But the screen is beautiful. Have you seen this film on a big screen yet? Or? Yes. Um, I actually saw it at LA Live uh, about six weeks ago in LA, which I think was the biggest screen we've been on. It's pretty cool. I cannot wait to see the colors up on a big screen. Yeah, you they know? were very important to our storytelling, and the the kimonos sort of have their own color story. So yeah, I'm I'm excited because yeah, the colors are important to the story. So I'm glad and you picked up on that and enjoy it. Oh yeah, I mean just the the flowers, the colors of the kimonos, the uh, even just her putting her feet into the sandals. You know, it's interesting. Because I'm not Japanese, I get different reactions to telling a Japanese story. And the DP that we used, uh, Yoshihisa Toda, works a lot in Tokyo. He speaks English, and he's young. He's in his 30s. And when I first met him, we just had such a connection. And he said, thank you for wanting to tell a Japanese story. And he's Shinto. So that means that they believe that God is in all of nature. It's in everything. So I think he really appreciated that I wanted to celebrate nature and to highlight nature. Because this world is a world of poetry so we wanted to show the world as Komachi sees it and not a realistic way so um, yeah I think that the love that we all have for nature and for the colors uh, really does come through in the film and it's a poetry story but it's a, it's a wonderful love story also mm-hmm. how love uh, blossoms yes. which with the cherry blossoms and everything is a, a wonderful uh, image yes. of love blossoming yes yes up on that thank you <laughs> well i want to thank you anything to any advice to anybody out there or oh my goodness uh just put one foot in front of the other and uh, eventually if you keep going it will come together and the it's world not a task for the uh the faint-hearted for sure and everybody the uh it the, it's the whole world you can basically you know you can make a film anywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> And tell a story of any kind of culture or any any place in the world. Yes, and it's exciting to be able to bring a Japanese story. I mean, the producer that I worked with, Komori of Eleven Arts, he makes films all the time in Japan. This was the first short that Eleven Arts has worked on. And I think we just bonded over our love of really wanting to bridge cultures with through filmmaking. So I hope it was successful. Well, thank you so much. It really was. And uh, see the film today, August 8th at 3 p.m. at the UA Midway. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. And um, before we leave, I'd like to thank our wonderful sponsors, Blog Talk Radio, for providing a, an excellent platform for our podcast. I'd also like to thank Atiz Cafe in Kew Gardens. They make organic coffee and tea and some wonderful baked goods. And they are our official festival lounge. Uh, that's where we're actually broadcasting this, uh, taping this. And uh, so just a r- for a reminder with the Atiz, uh, all ticket holders and badge holders get 10% off on their coffee and baked goods now through August 12th, which is the end of our festival. Our festival has been going on since August 3rd, and uh, we've had some wonderful, wonderful uh, movies and events. But there are more. So for more information on how you can purchase tickets to the festival, check out our full line of films and events. Please visit our website, www. Sorry, www.qgardensfestivalofcinema.org. That's K-E-W, not Q. And um, I'm Craig Horsley signing off. Thank you so much. Thank you.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.